Welcome. Actually. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. To the same old place that you laughed about. Welcome to Stern the Pot with Lucas Aceto. It is precisely 2.59 in the morning. Um, Eastern time. Eastern time. So, yeah. Real people time, obviously. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting across from uh, D'Angelo Starks once again. What up, what up, what up? D, how you doing? It's late. It's... This but, is... Uh, this is prime, prime me hours. Prime I was about to hours. say this is about the this is kind of prime hours for us. I don't know how you're doing right now. I'm a little. Uh, I'd be lying if I said we didn't have a few drinks leading up to this moment. <laughs> and by we, I mean I fucking <laughs> D had bought some Bud Light seltzers, mm-hmm. bunch of different flavors, just yeah. a combo box. Twelve of them. Yep, we got some some Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey and some Honey. sweet tea. So we had some mixed drinks. I had almost over half the box of seltzers. <laughs> Played some games. Fell asleep at the table. Woke up. <laughs> fell asleep at the table. Woke up. <laughs> uh, we're here, though. You know, this is something that me and Dee have talked about for a while. You know, we kind of game plan for what we wanted to do for the next podcast, for sure. And... Uh, Let's just say the rug was pulled out from under us, you know. A little I th- bit. I think that the the coronavirus is something that has kind of um, taken over everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's any better way to say it other than it's affected every person's life. Um, not to say that we're any better or it's affected us more than anyone else because it's not like we have kids and stuff. You know, they're shutting down schools and, you know, it's affecting parents very much. But just specifically us, it's kind of affecting our work. Mm -hmm. Um, I work for a school, you know, not even to mention media stuff. Um, But my school has completely shut down, switched to online stuff. D is literally a sports writer in all sports, professional, college, high school have been shut down. So There are not sports. We are both at a standstill. So, you know, anything we had prepared, you know, they're canceling movies and shit, you know, from premiering. Um, anything that we did have prepared is kind of, uh, it kind of seems like, it. well, why even talk about it? But, you know... Um, that's a conversation that me and Dee have had over the past couple of days on, you know, what should we talk about now? And, uh, you know, I, you know, sitting back thinking how horrible this whole situation is and how worse it could become, I think, you know, Dee was, I remember getting the text from Dee on all the stuff he was excited to talk about. And that makes me think, you know, I'm an optimistic guy and... I don't think it's fair to anybody to not hear these thoughts on these sorts of things. So first we're going to start. We are going to talk baseball, even though the baseball season has been canceled. So I have my It's been postponed. It's been postponed. So it's just been pushed back. But we're going to talk baseball regardless of it at the moment being canceled. So let's say this first half of the podcast, Mm -hmm. completely optimistic. We're going to talk all things... 
that have pretty much been affected <laughs> by this uh, uh-huh. disaster. Yeah. But hey, doesn't happen to doesn't happen to us. So we're just talking about it, baby. So I did, uh, I did have some stuff I I liked to talk about. Um, yeah. So uh, let's talk baseball. You know, uh-huh. every time I even mention bringing up baseball on the podcast, you get a little salty. Um, I don't no, know. Actually, we, I don't know what you want me to do. We live a couple states away, but not actually. Um, but. If there's anywhere to even start with baseball professionally, uh, it's with the whole disaster that is the Astros. Mm-hmm. So if you want to inform people, let's say that people have been living under a rock like Patrick Starr. Yeah. What did the Astros do to kind of get uh, a cloud over them, some shade towards them? Well, first I'll explain the the quote unquote. Uh, baseball jealousy it's like you'll just we'll be talking and you'll be like oh i'm gonna uh you'll be excited about this i'm gonna talk baseball in the next pod and then you're like yeah it's gonna be like me nick jared and i'm just like Fuck. <laughs> supposed to be my job um and shout out to nick and jared great dudes there you go. um but in all seriousness so the the astros Major League Baseball kind of took up a you. We talked about baseball way more than we've ever talked about baseball during an off season. This off season, yeah, and that's because the Astros, who have won a World Series in recent years and have been there several times, f- were exposed. Their cheating scheme was exposed. They used cameras and monitors in their clubhouse and trash cans all to decipher signs and allow their hitters to know what pitches were coming. How do you use a trash can to know how to cheat? Like, So, for instance, I say um, we get the sign in. It's on the monitor. I see that. And you know that it's going to be a curveball. They probably had some system where two bangs is a curveball maybe, three bangs is a changeup, four is whatever. Something like that, just because like there's literally videos where you can hear them banging on the trash can. And I don't want to talk about this too much because it's been talked about at length. For sure. Um, I just wanted to kind of come at it from the perspective of someone who played baseball for most of my 22 years of life, mm-hmm. and it's literally been my favorite sport to play since for as long as I can remember. Sure. Um, the thing that I love about the sport and that I think is what always draws me to it is just the fact that it's literally it's not I mean it's good to be a good athlete in baseball but you don't have to be we've seen guys who are not good at, Bartolo Colon pitched in the league until his 40s sure um, I mean like it's what's a, the definition of a DH it, like, so yeah, you can't exactly. do anything else other than like, bat they hit the ball yeah <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many different ways to be good at the game, and when it comes, when you really just dumb it down and take it down to it, strip it down of everything else, it's just a batter and a pitcher, and it's really who can win the mental game, who can out, who can win the chess game between a batter, a pitcher, and a batter, and I mean, they kind of just shit all over that. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of hard to. I mean, it's not hard because like 
like they're professionals, whatever. But just as someone who loves the game to see like something like that happen and have that be like the biggest baseball story and who knows how long it's kind of, it kind of sucks that that's what's going on. But that's the part that really like bugs me about it. And they messed up my guy, Clayton Kershaw's I mean, his career was already, his postseason career was already tough, but that certainly doesn't help. I mean, the Astros won the World Series. You know, I think mm-hmm. that specifically hurts us just because that's the team that Justin Verlander was traded to. Yep. So it was like we were rooting for them just because we wanted our guy. You know, if mm-hmm. we were in the shitter, at least our guy finally got a ring that we couldn't give yep. him. He gets it. No, it's an asterisk. Exactly. So now it's like, God, so does that mean our dude was in on this as well? I mean, it doesn't totally, like, it doesn't really benefit him because he's not batting, but he, I mean, I'm sure he he knew about it. He had to know, have known about it. I guess my question for you is it's like, you know, I think it's the question everybody's asking themselves, but like, how do you even go about punishing a team in this sort of scenario? Can you, do you take away a championship? Do you, uh, I don't even know. Do you do you erase the team for a season? What what do you do? Can you ban play? I mean, it's tough to because it's like it's a team thing. It's not like individual players were doing certain things. It's like the whole freaking team, and it's even worse because people like uh, Jose Altuve won the MVP that year. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got MVPs, you got championships. It's like what do you do? You can't give the championship to the team that. No, you can't be like, oh, they should have. You should take this, but Los Angeles. No, but I think you could take away a win. You know, you don't reward the team that lost, but you, you know, you, you take away. I don't know. What do you do? That's. I think that's the 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 big question. I think that's why we kind of saw what happened happened because you don't. No matter what, like the players, no matter how candid you get the players. Um, you never know who's totally involved and to what extent. So you can never really punish the players in a fair way because it's just, it's impossible. So Mm -hmm. that's why they gave players immunity in order to get the full story. And it sucks because like, I mean, obviously AJ Hinch, he was their manager. He knew about it, but he was against it. He there was like several instances where he smashed their monitors, but instead of coming out and telling them to stop, he just like threw fits. So it's it's a really weird thing, and I don't I don't know what you should do. I don't know if, if vacating the championship is the right way. Like I think if you're really trying to send a message, like don't do this, that is a very strong message. But I don't know I don't I don't know if that's the right way to handle it because. We've never seen anything like this. I think. What if you sent the whole team down to the minor to leagues? A. Yeah, and then For, you bring everybody down there up. That'd be <laughs> that'd be a very weird move. Well, you know sure. the 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 problem that I see with because obviously everybody's pissed because it's like they're not getting anything mm-hmm. from this. Um, is that you're seeing them getting hit like batters go up. And they're just getting thrown at. And it's like, what do you do to, you know, stop that sort of thing? You can't. I mean, pitchers, like, I think it's going to happen. It's a disaster. Is this a problem with baseball, you think? That there is even the option that, you know, if they wanted to, teams could just freaking go at the opposing team and just freaking start smoking them with heaters? 
I I don't know if it's really a problem because I don't think we see it. this is a pretty special case because obviously they did what they did. I honestly <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> like they the players didn't really get punished. Let them take a couple shots, whatever. Like you shouldn't have cheated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of like you kicked dirt on the integrity of baseball. Like you can take a couple fastballs to the rib. Who cares? Grow up. Okay. Okay. That's um, probably not the right mindset, but any no, other I don't, final thoughts on the Astros before we move on? Um I, I am really hopefully we, we get a season um of some sort. This is operating under the assumption that we will. And with that being the case, I think that it'll be really interesting to see what those players do without that huge help for them at home because obviously they never they weren't able to do that on the road but having that advantage at home and I'm interested to see if we see these num these players like all regress so it, it's just really it'll be interesting to see how much was the cheating and I mean cuz we know these are talented guys it's just a matter of seeing how much not having that affects them sure so I'm interested okay well uh, let's kind of transition uh if there's anywhere to go uh, I think uh, let's talk about the best player in baseball. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned something about him getting uh, getting help. Yes. Please elaborate. Well, he, the, I don't know if you remember this. It seems like ages ago. Mm-hmm. But the Washington Nationals won the World Series last season. They did? They did. Mm-hmm. And their best player, one of their two best players, probably their best player, but um, Anthony Rendon was a free agent, and the Angels went out and signed him. So Mike Trout has, I guess, a quote-unquote running mate. I mean, I, I don't know how big of a difference it'll make. I just think it's interesting that they went out and they got another $300 million man. Um, Rendon is very good. He's one of the better third basemen in the game. And with the the question with them is always their pitching staff. But another thing is um, Otani is coming off of Tommy John surgery, and he'll be able to pitch again. So that helps their pitching staff. Is that and, the is that the dude they drafted that could? That's he was the, a pitcher. This, the Japanese and, uh, guy. He can. He's uh, he played DH last year because of the surgery. Yeah. And he's also a pitcher. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. And he's good at both of them. I know. It's That's insane. fucking badass. Yeah. That's like so. when you make up a player in fucking MLB and he just can do everything. That's so that's a nice little three three headed monster. They still have uh I guess here's a question I have for you up? when it comes to that specific scenario. Mm-hmm. How does that sort of player work in fantasy baseball? He's in a cheat code. Yeah. He's a pitcher and a batter. Does is he put on there twice? Is he separate? I well, like pitching wise, is he? Is that an option you can take, and then you can draft him as a hitter? I think he would just be able to move between both. Really? So, like on the days that he's pitching, you put him in a pitcher slot. Yeah. I think I I haven't. Does he I still play bat when he's pitching? Year. Or no, because he's he plays in the AL. Okay. But uh, most days that he's not pitching. He's playing DH, but also I, I don't know if they'll put him back in the outfield now because he can throw again. Uh-huh. Um, but that's another option for them. And 
they've got other pieces that I've always liked. They've got some young guys coming up. It's just about their pitching mm-hmm. and the fact that, I don't know, I mean, Trout, for the most part, usually stays healthy, and Trout's going to contend for an MVP, as he always does. It's just a matter of seeing... I mean, really, they have a really nice trio. It's just the rest of the team. Um, and for the first time, there's a little a little something around Mike Trout, at least, which is nice. I'd like to see him in the playoffs. That doesn't mean, like, you're expecting them to push for the playoffs at all. But just, you know, even some glimpse of hope is something. There's, there's At least there's a chance of them making the playoffs. Okay. Like, there's a chance of them being a wild card team. I don't think they'll win the West, but like, because the A's are pre- the A's are still solid, and the Astros are still pretty good, despite the fact that they lost a couple guys. And this is gonna this be is a going silly on. question. Just probably goes to show how much I don't really follow baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both big fans of the movie Moneyball. Yes. Uh, it's pretty famous. That, not famous, but you know, it's well known that at the end of that movie, dude had the option to go in work for the Red Sox, yeah. declined, stayed with the Astros, I'm not the, the A's, the A's yeah. uh, Athletics. Um, is he still with them? Billy Bean is still with the Athletics, he is. Does that make you root for the Athletics? A little bit. And, and they they have like, they have guys that you can really like. Like their third baseman, he's like the best fielder in the MLB. Whoa. It's insane. He's won back-to-back gold like he's won i think two or three gold gloves already he's won platinum gloves what's his name matt chapman and he's he came out of nowhere for me like not even a guy that was on my radar then all of a sudden i mean he's winning gold gloves whatever like but in last season he had a he had a good season at the plate too and they contend they were in the playoffs they were they made the wild card and they're a fun team they're just like they get it's just like Moneyball. They get these guys that you don't expect to be good. But Matt Chapman is legitimately one of the best players in the league. And, I mean, there's not a better defensive infielder for sure. But, I mean, he's so valuable on that side. He, he's great. What number is he? I can't remember. Hmm. I know. I feel like – hold on. I'm going to do a quick – I think one of the numbers is a four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this means a big deal to me. But if he was like, if he, for whatever reason, if he was uh, 54. Oof, I was wrong. Okay. I love the number 54 for baseball players. I don't know 54? why. 54? I like it, dude. Dude, put soap in your mouth. I I don't know why. Who's I, been I just, 54? Huh? Me. You? You at, were 54. At, at tournaments, yeah. I like it. 54? Uh-huh. On, on purpose? Yes. You I asked ch- to be 54. I chose to be 54. I did. Dude. Walk me through this, because this, this sounds like the most disgusting I'm, number. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just told you that I uh, got MLB The Show. Yeah. I made my road to the show. Yeah. My guy wears 54. Dude, your number's 15. 14. 14. Well, I weren't know. you 15 in basketball? I was five. What am I? Were you 15 in anything? Mm-mm. 14. Okay, so you're four. I was 14 in baseball. Well, what the heck? He's not 14? No. He wears 26. What the fuck is happening here? He's a, he won the gold glove and the platinum glove. Okay. 26. Uh, he did okay. He hit some home runs last year, but he, he doesn't bat great. Okay. 
buddies. Oh. I don't think I can get over the 54 thing. Where did this start? I don't know. It was just random. Do we need to get you a counselor? No. One of the best players in baseball wears 50. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Once you start to get above 40, then I start to get nervous. It's de- it's different. It depends on which sport we're talking, because obviously football players all, you know, there's people who are, like, 81's a cool number, because there's all different kinds of 54 is a good, like, linebacker number. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's a different sport. I know, I'm just saying, like... Baseball, though. I like how it looks on a jersey, I don't know what to tell you. 54, dude? But if I'm, like, actually where, like, if I, like, actually care, like, say somehow I made it to the... To the big leagues. I'd wear 14 or 5. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to wear 51, so like I'm going to wear 54. That would be fucking horrible. 51 would be awful. I I know. It's weird. I can't can't tell you anything. I don't know. uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Dude, the 54 thing is fucking with me right now. (laughs) Just move on, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I know... (laughs) can't even look at you the same <laughs> okay um it's no secret that mookie bats is one of your favorite players in the league i don't yeah. know where he ranks with you i know you're a big uh, machado guy because he's the biggest tool in the league he might so, be number one these days so i know you you love him no i moved him down okay i publicly moved him down okay okay that's cool um mookie got traded to yep. the dodgers mm-hmm uh, good trade, bad trade. What do you? How do you feel? Does that improve them? For uh, who? Let me. Uh, please elaborate. Beautiful trade for the Dodgers. Okay. I mean, you got the who second. Who did they best. trade for him? Nothing. They just. Tra- I, they traded Kenta Maeda, um, an aging starting pitcher. Um, the guy that the Red Sox got was from. One of the guys, wait, he, it it was so weird because everything kind of got switched around. The guy that the Red Sox got is an outfielder. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Is he? Doesn't matter. He's fine. So if you're the Red Sox, are you just freaking screwed? Or? They had, it, it was a dumb, it was a dumb move, plain and simple. Like, I'd pay Mookie Betts whatever he wanted to be paid. You just want to um, pay him. That's as simple as that. I would pay him. Yeah. I'd pay him whatever. I don't. They're they're just cutting space, and they decided to cut with their best player instead of someone maybe like Xander Bogarts, who's decent, but he's not Mookie Betts. Obviously, we you know we if there's anything that we specifically hate, Alex Verdugo, that's who they traded the outfielder from the Dodgers. And by the way, he yeah. wasn't even the Dodgers' like top prospect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. I was I just gonna say, there. if there's anything that we hate, it's when people listen to podcasts like the Bill Simmons podcast and mm. they just kind of take a take yeah. from that and mm-hmm. then they just use it as their own and you're like what the heck mm-hmm. um, I don't know again I don't follow baseball so when Bill goes crazy about the Red Sox I'm freaking snoozing what's his what, do you remember what do you, do you even know what his take on the whole Mookie thing was before they traded him it was Did, don't trade Mookie they didn't want him he didn't want him to trade him no, you don't trade an MVP. Like you pay him whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he, he's. I mean, obviously, I don't understand the ownership part of it. So he was able to kind of put that into context, and 
he doesn't know why they're cutting cap. They're cutting cap for no reason. Um, but for the Dodgers, it's a fantastic trade. They now have two of the best defensive outfielders, let alone offensive powerhouses. Their lineup is insane, and they can go Mookie, Bellinger, and Peterson in the outfield. They can throw Chris Taylor out there. They have so many options, and then you can – it's ridiculous what they have, man. And then they got David Price in the deal too because he just makes so much money that the, the <laughs> Red Sox wanted to get rid of his contract. So they added another solid starting pitcher, and they added a one-year-removed MVP who's still the second-best player in baseball to a team that has been to two World Series in three years. It's it's a great trade for them. For the Red Sox, I, I will never understand it. Okay. You know, not the, we're not going to make it sound any worse than it already is. So, great uh, for LA. Um, you know, we're sitting here in, uh, in J-Town, baby, so mm-hmm. we might as well talk about the D a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Tigers suck, dude. Worst team in baseball? Question mark? I don't think they will be this year. But last year. Last year, yes. We do have the number one pick this season. Hey, I'll take that, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, what a... I mean, I don't even fucking know where to start. Cause Just when the Tigers rundown? When you're, okay. the, when you're this shitty, I mean, what do you even do? Okay. Here's the thing. They suck. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> expect too much out of them. But there are some silver linings. Um, Miguel Cabrera is skinny again. It look, look, has looked great in spring training before it got canceled. Hey, I'll take that. Skinny Miguel Cabrera, dude. He homered twice off of Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick question. Yeah. Speaking of skinny Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. Miggy, we're talking triple crown, dude. Yeah. Do you prefer skinny or fat? Jonah Hill. This is really conflicting, but it's really not at all because Fat Jonah Hill is way better. Completely agree. Okay. Continue. Think about it. I mean, this do you only have to say three things? Seth from Superbad. Yep. Um, Peter Peter from Moneyball, right? His name's Peter, right? I've, Continue. The Moneyball character, Donnie from Wolf of Wall Street. What else do you need? There it is. Thank you. Um. <laughs> But the Tigers, there are some silver linings. I don't think they'll be the worst team in the league okay. um, this year because... Will they be top three worst teams? Probably. <laughs> but not. I think they'll... The problem is... So last year, they were the worst team in the league in terms of power. They just don't hit home runs. They went out, they signed a couple guys that do hit home runs. I mean, they're not going to change anything. But they're, I mean, they're not going to change everything. But they had a little bit of pop in the lineup. They, they signed Jonathan Scope. He used to be... Manny Machado's former running he's Manny Machado's former running mate and they signed CJ Crone who used to play for LA and Minnesota and they just added some pop in the lineup and then when you I haven't even got to the part that I'm even actually excited about yet um and then you factor in the development of the the young pitchers we'll probably see a couple of them in the MLB this year which is good that's good that they're starting to show up. And also, I finally have, as a Tigers fan, we finally have an offensive player to be excited, a young offensive player to be excited about. Uh-oh. Dude's good. What's his name? Riley Green. What's his number? Oh, we'll see when, 19? 
19? I think that's what he, he wore last season. Fuck, that might be worse than 54. Dude. Riley Green is a god. 19, though? Who wants to fucking go and buy a jersey that's 19? If it's Riley Green's, I'll buy it. I don't care. Is there any other baseball player who wears 19 that's cool? Um, I don't know what his jersey is. It doesn't tell That me. just seems like a number that's... He's in the minors. We'll see when he when he gets to the majors. Can you change your number when you move up? Yeah. Really? I mean, it just depends on what's available, you know? Do people do that often, though? I would imagine you don't always get to keep your number. Um, Boy, 19 sucks. He must have fucking skipped the day that they got the pick. <laughs> yeah, he's he's wearing 19 a bunch. Let's see what he wore in the white caps. Was he 20? I'm sorry, I'm trying to see this really quick. Sure, do what you gotta do. Well, I will say, while I'm looking, it looks like he wore 23 for the West Michigan white caps, which is one thing I'm also excited about is the West Michigan white caps paid play 10 minutes away from my house hmm. and if he's still in the west michigan whitecaps i'm going to several games um that's that's if sports exist yes we're operating on their the assumption that they will that's true that's um, the first half of the pod but either way so he's like one of my favorite things in baseball is a left-handed hitting outfielder. Ooh, baby. Reminds me of myself a little bit. Lefties just have... They have better swings. Um, must not have seen me play. I I mean, Ken Griffey Jr., dude. Cody Bellinger. I mean, Bryce Harper has a beautiful swing. And he... He's just... he's. They finally have a good outfielder. He, he hit really well in spring training. And his pro debut, he went like four for five with two home runs. And... The dude is, he's great. I imagine he'll be in the big leagues by next year, um, and I'd be I'd be shocked if he wasn't. So they they have a, a a guy that can hit other than Miguel Cabrera that is exciting and it's really fun. First time in a long time. All we've had is pitchers f- for a while, so it's nice to see this guy. He was the fifth overall pick last year. Um, it's nice to see him pan out. We don't need to talk about the Tigers anymore. They're going to finish last in the Central, maybe second to last if we're lucky. And that's it. I just, I really just wanted to talk about Riley Green and Skinny Miguel Cabrera a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well. Um, okay. You know, I, uh, I now live in Rockford. Mm-hmm. It's in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, let's get your takes on some of the Chicago teams. You got the Cubs and the White Sox. Hit me whatever direction you want to start with. Well, the Cubs, they haven't done a ton, but they did make a, a huge change, obviously. They went from Joe Madden, who was the – they won a World Series with Joe Madden. He was kind of the the guy through the the rebuild and their recent success. Um, and they brought in David Ross, who was on that World Series team. Uh-huh. You know, he's a longtime MLB catcher. Um, and with them, it's just interesting to see how having Ross will either like re-energize them, or really, I'm I'm really interested to see how he will affect them. I know one thing he's planning on doing is um, moving Anthony Rizzo up into the uh, not Anthony Rizzo. I apologize. Chris Bryant is going to be batting leadoff for them. Really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. If I remember correctly, I remember um, when I bat leadoff. Those were the days. I remember when I batted leadoff the first game 
I ever played on varsity and did you shit your swung pants? at the first pitch that was in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I they're an interesting team. I know they were shopping. They were looking to try to add Nolan Arenado over the offseason. Oh. I think they're, they're, they have a weird relationship with Chris Bryant. So we'll see what happens with them. But I mean, also, where do you stand on Chris Bryant versus Anthony Rizzo? Who do I like more? Oh, every aspect. Just like in, t- I, there's, I don't know, like I think Rizzo is, a, I like Rizzo more as a person, but I like Chris Bryant more as a baseball player. So if you were the Cubs, just if you had to choose between the two, who would you more likely Well, I'd keep? choose Bryant because he's younger, but. Like, cause if I'm a G, if I'm a GM, obviously I'm gonna want to keep the younger guy, and I do think that he has a higher ceiling than Rizzo. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not, I'm not a huge Chris Bryant guy. I I think he's fine. He's good. I don't I want to say he's fine. He's good. But um, is he the one who made the last play of the World Series? Is he the one who scooped yeah. that motherfucker up and mm-hmm. said whoosh? Is. Um, I watched that shit. I was in Wrigley. I know what's going on. Yeah. It's just they, the Cubs, obviously, they have a ton of talent. They have guys. It's just they, they've kind of been disappointing the past couple of years, so I'm sure. interested to see. And the How do you feel about Javi Baez? I like Javi. Um, it's it's really sad doing that he could have been a Tiger for Michael Fulmer. Um but no, he's obviously really good. He plays with a ton of, ton of flair. He's he's interesting because I've liked him for a long time because he was just he was always a good guy on like MLB the Show and and Nilla always liked him. Mm-hmm. So I knew about him and I like enjoyed watching them. And then all of a sudden he just starts like mashing home runs and it, it came out of nowhere. But everybody does it, so whatever. Um, yeah, he's good. I like him a lot. Um, but I think for them, they they play in a tough division. I mean, the Reds are getting better. They're making moves. They're still not. I don't know if they're a huge threat to them, but they do have players. They have big league players. And obviously the Brewers are still the Brewers. Christian Yelich is coming back. Anytime he's playing, they are in trouble. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I, uh, I'm a little more excited for the other team. I don't know if the... The Cubs fans in your life are going to be happy to hear me say that. Wait a second. You hear that? Um, Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> this just said. Fuck, Fuck them. <laughs> um, no, the White Sox had a really good offseason. Okay. Elaborate. Really good offseason. One, they signed the best catcher in baseball. And in terms of offensive production, and he's actually really good in defense too. So um, that would be Yasmani Grandal. He's got a ton. Of, he was just with the Dodgers, and he's um, over the past few years been the most productive player at a position that's lacked a lot of production. So I mean, the, it's not a very deep talent pool, but either way, he's been a very solid offensive player, and he's really good at framing pitches. Um, so he's a huge addition. They signed Dallas Keuchel, who's just a solid rotation arm, who has a lot of experience. And I think they, I mean, they have so many young, talented dudes, and they're all finally 
reaching the big leagues. They're at a point where they have they signed those guys. They have the returning batting title champion at shortstop. They've got a potential rookie of the year in the outfield. They've got another guy that can just smash the just hit. Uh, the dude took out a light in a minor league game when he was still in the Cubs system. That was before they traded for Jose Quintana. Um, and they've just got they've got all these young guys. They get Giloto, a young pitcher, coming off of a career year. <laughs> Um, and then they've got this guy. His name is Michael Kopech. Okay. In a trade, the Chris Sale trade, he was one of the pieces that came back. Hmm. He was out last year because of Tommy John surgery. Oh, he pitched his Tommy John. first game back. Um, Isn't that like the worst fucking thing of it's all actually time? Not. I oh. mean, you'd have to take a long time off, but a lot of times now we're seeing guys are coming back stronger and better. Do people have to, like, is it, what? Is, is it often that people have to get Tommy John more a than lot, once? Right, like, once. Yeah, for the most part, it's... Like, has it ever happened where somebody got it and then they had to get it again? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but that's just what I assume. It's like, once you get it, it's like the fucking Black Plague. I feel like that kind of... It Do seems people come like back from this At thing? some point, there was... It seems like, like for a while... You're like, oh no, he needs Tommy John. But that's at this a, that's point, that's what I always thought. That a the, lot of guys have come back better, better. and even yeah, like okay. for sure. There's been some guys that have come back. Okay. And he, Kopech is really interesting because he has just gas, dude. Like he came back in his first spring training game, dude touched a 101, and Whoa. he just throws gas. He's like. I remember reading a story on him back before he got traded, or maybe it was right after he got traded, and he did like this, like a crow hop into a pitch and touched like 105 or 106. So it's just like the dude can, th- he, the dude throws heat. So he's just a fun, another fun guy they have. What do you think you throw right now? Me? Uh huh. I'd be lucky to hit like 65 on a good throw. Okay. Right now, okay, yeah, maybe I'm probably maybe like, seventy, maybe like twenty five <laughs> <laughs> with my left hand. <laughs> that feels that feels a bit. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say thirty. Twenty five nope. is really slow. Actually, I'm gonna say twenty four for Kobe. Okay, I'm gonna go with twenty four. Um, anyway, but continue. Yeah, no, it. I just like. A lot of the guys they have, they have one of, I think, one of the three or four best farm systems in the league, and it's finally kind of getting to the point where these guys are, they're, they're budding superstars, so you want to see what they can do, and I think it's going to be pretty fun. Um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be good. No, I'll be kind of excited to see them kind of whoop some ass this season and see. Unfortunately, most of it is going to be. I mean, and it helps that they play in the worst division in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. The Tigers suck. The Royals suck. The Indians are trying to trade all of their best players. I mean, why are they doing that? It makes no sense. Like who? <laughs> like Lindor might be gone by the the end of the season. 
Um, and they've already traded Corey Kluber, a two-time Cy Young winner. They Where traded Trevor Bauer. The Texas Rangers. Rangers. Those fuckers. Hate to see it. Don't like them. I just, I don't care about them. Yeah. Oh, the, the White Sox. Speaking of the Rangers, um, also traded for Nomar Mazzara, who was a Rangers right fielder. Who uh, he's a lefty. He has some power, and he's in, he's he's another interesting guy. He's not great. He has to put guy. it all together. Left-hander, right fielder, interesting guy. Not so much power. You might be sitting across <laughs> from him, brother. <laughs> yeah, sure. Lucky to hit it out of the dirt. Hello. Okay. He's hit some like. 450 plus easy bombs in texas um but so he's another piece that they have and they've got they've got some guys it's not always the case where you have guys and it works out but i think they've got a nice mix of youth and veterans that it could possibly work out really well for them really fast okay um i mean this seems kind of I'm not even going to say it seems silly because there will be another season of baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't spend too much time on this part. Predictions. Yeah. Uh, MVPs. Uh-huh. Um, I think I started with the NL. Um, and this is just, this is more hopeful, I think, than anything. Because, like, I think it'd be super cool to see Mookie Betts get traded and just come out and obviously win an MVP in the NL. That'd be great. Um, but I'm just believing in a man who is quickly moving up my favorite player rankings. And that would be uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. He set a goal for himself coming into spring training that he wants to hit 50 home runs and steal 50 bases. Jesus. He was like two stolen bases shy of a 40-40 season last year, I'm pretty oh, sure. Um. So the dude is just insanely good. He's the center fielder for the Braves. I love the way the dude plays. Um, and I just think, I think he, he's not going to do it, but I think he could like do something that we've never seen before. So it's just fun. He's a young dude. He plays with that flair, and I love that guy. He's awesome, man. Al, Al. So. I made this pick under the assumption that the Yankees would be the best team in the AL, if not the league this year. And last year, their breakout star was Glaber Torres, a man that they fleeced from the Chicago Cubs, by the way. Um, <laughs> think about this. The New York Yankees have a role as Chapman. The New York Yankees trade a role as Chapman. To the Cubs, the Cubs trade Glaber Torres in return. Now, the Cubs win the World Series, but two years later, maybe three years three years later, I am now picking Glaber Torres to win the MVP in the AL. Um, he's good. He's very good. He's their shortstop. Second, he might be even. He may be playing third for them now. But uh, let's just uh, look at a little bit of Glaber from a season ago. He's He's a fun guy. Imagine, I, as a Tigers fan, I know what it's like to have great dudes and trade them away. So I can't be too harsh. Um, but he batted like he batted two seventy eight last season and hit thirty eight home runs. Um, Growing up, this is a random question: yeah. Who was your favorite Tiger? 
Curtis Granderson. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. My grandma loved Curtis Granderson. Actually, I loved that. Actually, man, no, man. my grandma loved Pudge. Pudge is. He was fucking awesome too. Uh, Him and Curtis Granderson were like. Remember when we had our Dornias? Yeah. Of course. Man. What do you mean? He sent us to the World Series with a walk-off home run. That's man. what I'm saying. It's just, I don't know. The dude. good old days. I live dude. in the glory days. I remember exactly where I was when I was, when Mags hit that home run. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just think the Yankees will probably be the best team in the AL, even though Aaron Judge is hurt again. Um, and I think I think he's their best player. Is that so. due to his size, or what do you think his injury? I have no idea what okay. it is. Okay. I'm, like, so perplexed by him. I'm not a huge fan of his. Obviously, Do you he think can, it's maybe the teeth that kind of stress me out a little bit? I don't like them, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it is. It's just, you would think a guy that's built like that would be sturdy. Mm-hmm. He's not sturdy at all. And neither is Giancarlo Stanton. And it's so weird. They're two of the like athletic freaks in the MLB, and neither of them can stay on the field, which is a real bummer. But if they can stay healthy enough, the Yankees with Garrett Cole, their, their pitching rotation is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think that Torres would be my pick from the Yankees to win MVP. Okay. And then uh... – I guess let's transfer over a little bit to pitchers, Cy Young winners. I don't have as many thoughts on these guys. I just think this guy was really good last year in the NL, and um, I imagine he's still going to be one of the top guys. I don't know how many years in a row Jacob deGrom can win, so I don't think he's going to win again, even though he did again last year, unless the dude just keeps continuing. If he gets the long hair back, all bets are off. Dude, I need to say fucker, I was just about to say that. About NL, Bryce Harper has an insane head of hair right now. I hate the man. I think he, I don't hate him, but I think he's incredibly overrated. But who knows what long hair Bryce Harper is capable hey, of? Yeah, I've, I I'm right there with so you. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, but as a, when it goes to AL, I'm going to say Jack Flaherty. He's he's the ace for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And the guy's really good. He kind of burst on the scene last season. I think he's going to be one of the better pitchers in the game going forward. And I think a way to prove that is to win a Cy Young. And I think he was in the mix last year. I think he takes it this season. Okay. AL? Yep. Um, AL is pretty cut and dry. He probably should have won it last season. Um, it's it was really up in the air. I think it's cool that Verlander won it again, um, but he obviously he has all eyes on him with going to New York and making this huge move, making a ton of money. I think it's going to be Garrett Cole. I think he's probably the best pitcher in the AL right now. I can't root for anybody who can't have facial hair. It's tough because he had a great beard. That's what I'm saying. Now he plays for the fucking Yankees. And you, he can't have like, any facial hair. It's 2020, dude. Who cares? I do. I like I, No, beards. I'm saying like if you're the Yankees. Oh, it's yeah. 2020. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm rooting for him. I've I've rarely ever rooted for a Yankee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he's he's very good at what he does. And I think... 
he's their guy and he's gonna probably want to go out and prove it so i i had a hard time trying to come up with somebody that would come i don't think we're gonna see verlander with another Cy young season and i'm sure someone will come up people will be there i think blake snell was a guy who won two years ago who could be right back in the mix because the rays the rays are a really interesting team and they're kind of like the a's of the east i feel like they just kind of they have all these guys all these smaller money guys from different teams so they uh that's someone else to look out for too but i'm gonna say gary cole then i know that you are sort of a weirdo and you probably have predictions for rookie of the year i have some thoughts okay i have some thoughts um i would be on the lookout for guys who come up and play for the dodgers because they always have people but aren't the dodgers super stacked they are, but they have like they have openings at positions where, like, if they're they have a, a prospect, his name is Gavin Lux, that they didn't want to trade. If he ends up in the big leagues and and contributes in a meaningful way, look out for him too. How do they have such a stacked team and then also have such awesome prospects? They're good at drafting and developing guys. I don't know. Is it just the system uh, or? Yeah, I think I think they're just they're really good at bringing in homegrown talent. And they're really good at knowing who to trade, I think, and who not to trade. Because if you look at it, like most of their guys are are homegrown. I mean, obviously Kershaw, but like Walker Bueller has been really good for them. He's a pitcher. Cody Bellinger, um, Corey Seager. Those are guys that Jack Peterson, who is really up and down, but he's been with them the entire time. These are guys that they've developed, and they're really good. I think they they're they're just one of the smartest teams in baseball. So, I yeah, I think that's really it. Um, but if I had to pick for NL Rookie of the Year, the Nats are coming off of a World Series win and they're losing their best infielder, probably their best player. But I mean, he's no longer there. So I think they have a young infielding prospect. His name is Carter Kaiboom, and I'm expecting him to be in the big leagues. And just out of everyone, out of all the names, I feel like he's the guy in the NL that has the best chance to make like a, a significant impact on his team. And in the AL, we're going to talk about the White Sox again because they have this man named Luis Robert. He's their center fielder, and uh, he's real good. He's real good, and I think he's going to continue to be that. And I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year in the AL. That's all I have to say about that. Pretty simple on the last mm-hmm. one. You know, you, you talk my face off for 50 minutes, and then that last one, that was pretty cut I and dry. Know, like, I don't know too much about these guys yet. These are just the names that are the most exciting, I feel like. And I think, like I said, I think the White Sox are going to be... Okay. A fun, okay. Fun squad. And then, uh, just do you have a World Series prediction? This was my uh, half hopeful. This is like half hopeful, half using my brain. Um, I think the Yankees are going to be there. I I just think that they have they have a, a ridiculous lineup. And oh, I forgot to mention that the White Sox signed Gio Gonzalez too, another solid starter, but. Uh, um, 
I think the Yankees will be there, and I think they'll be playing the Braves from the NL. Uh, what the heck? You were just talking up the Dodgers. I know, man, but I, I love the Braves, dude. More than the Dodgers? They got Mookie. I said this. This is my. This is my. I've. I wanted the Braves to make a run last year. Okay. I really like their young guys. I like Acuna. I just feel like Dodgers, Yankees is like two old school teams. Yeah, and that's probably what it'll be. Oh, okay. But like, if that's annoying. Put a little hope into (laughs) it. I I want to see Ronald Acuna on that big stage against the Yankees, against Garrett Cole in New York, and really see what these young guys are about if I had to like if there's a gun to my head and I have to choose I think that the Dodgers have top to bottom the best lineup and probably in the entire league but that doesn't always translate I think it will but um, yeah this is more of what I think would be fun to see is seeing some new guys rather than the Dodgers again but give Mookie all the all the rings I don't care mm-hmm yeah, but in this, and then the prediction that I wrote down, Yankees-Braves, I had the Yankees winning in six. Okay, well, listen, we just talked baseball. Mm-hmm. Optimistic. Yes. You know, that's what would happen if the baseball season was going as normal. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. Nothing is going as normal. Absolutely not. So, I figured if anybody's going to talk about it, or if there's anybody I want to talk about it with... We might as well talk about it. This thing, this coronavirus is shutting down everything. Everybody's in a panic. There's no toilet paper to be seen in 100 miles of anybody. Um, sports are shut down. We can't go to school anymore. K through 12 is shut down. Colleges are switching to online. Yeah. What the hell? Just initially, I guess... Are you worried just in the sense of, like, in a danger aspect of, like, actually getting sick and, you know, potentially fucking dying or anything like that? If I'm, I mean, being 100% honest, no. I feel, I I mean, that I'm not trying to be, I don't think that I, it's not possible, but I don't think, just like when I think about it, I'm not constantly thinking about the possibility of me contracting this and dying from it but i think it is it's literally changing the way that i like think about everything i'm i always wash my hands when i use that bathroom but i'm washing my hands for much longer i'm like you're like I'm just fucking sitting in there Leo in the aviator it's fucking I, okay i wouldn't say that <laughs> i don't know how hughes but like and i'm thinking about the things that i touch the things that i a huge thing with this um, any, I feel like anybody that knows me or has spent any time around me knows that like I'm always playing with my face. I'm always playing with my beard. Dude, I do that. I'm always a lot playing like with, with my, my beard, nose. my mustache. I'm always moving around my nose ring. Like it's there's so many things that I do. I'm rubbing my eyes. Like and there's so many things that you have to watch out for. Like I I'm doing it and then I'm like oh like my my. I'm like biting on something. I don't know. It's there's so many little things that you don't realize you do until something like this is happening. And I think the only thing that is the scary part about it is the incubation period where you could have it and you could be 
affect infecting other people, but you have no idea because the yeah, symptoms sure. don't yeah. show yep. for that period. Yep. So that's I think that's the scariest thing. But other than that, it's just kind of causing me to really like analyze. Have you done any like research on this sort of thing? Or? No. Like obviously it's something that's just affecting everything. So I wasn't sure is this something you're like, I have to know more about this. What's, you know, how should I be nervous? Should I not be nervous? You know, uh, there's so much like, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation. Sure. But there's all there's, we just have so much information that it's almost like, I'll see one thing and I don't like read too much into it, this stuff, but I think it's just interesting that I see this stuff. I'll see one thing that's just like, oh, um, the media is making this seem worse than it is. Like, there's this, there's this, there's this. And then there's one, like, no, like, you should really, really, like, take this seriously. Like, here's what's happening. And Mm -hmm. obviously, this stuff is serious. We're seeing things that have never happened before. Ever. It might be every major sports league has postponed. Or pushed back. Even the NCAA is like doing the right thing, and they never do the right thing. Italy is like completely shut down. It's like it's unlike anything we've ever seen, and probably even imagined that we could see. So I don't think that it's. Um, I think it is. It's obviously very serious, but I don't. I don't know. I think just the way that I'm wired, I'm not like constantly worrying about having it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I've heard things of it being just a common flu. Uh, obviously, it's um, it's worse than just the yeah. flu. But um, is that is that the same thing that you're hearing as well? I, or? All sorts of stuff. But I mean, that's something it's, where like people know, keep comparing. People are like, "Oh, this many people died to the flu this year," but obviously, this has been going on for like three weeks, maybe. And so, yeah, something has been going on months are, against, you know, it's it, just the numbers, of course, are going to be sense. skewed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm hearing all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I I try to get a jump on this. I listen to a Joe Rogan pod here or there where he brings somebody on and, you know, you hear stuff you hear that it's in the air. You know, it's airborne, that sort of thing. So masks won't necessarily help. And then if something's airborne, what the hell do you even do against it? It's in the fucking air. You can't do anything about it. And then you know, I've also heard that it's not. I've heard both. I've I, heard the exact same. You know, I have a friend in town who is a nurse. You know, he's around sick people all the time. Uh, and he's saying, you know, the, the people in the hospitals are actually making jokes of this sort of thing, that it's just the flu and they don't understand what's happening. You know, so that almost makes me think, too. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy by any means. Um, Obviously, there's tons of people out there who think, oh, the government's out to get me and take my guns and they're about to shut everything down. And I'm about to take as much toilet paper as I can get. I'll tell you what, boy. Um, Yeah, all of those things. But the thing that really kind of raises my eyebrow is, yeah, you know, believe what you want to believe, whatever. But that's more like a U.S. problem. And as we're seeing, Italy is completely shut down. Mm-hmm. China's just fucked. Everybody's just getting hit by this thing. So this is like a world problem. Yeah. You know, is there something that we don't know is the question that I'm asking myself. I, in situations like this, I just operate under the assumption that we never know everything. I and completely agree. You know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, am I upset that we don't know everything? You know, and just 
we're walking around saying, oh, it's just the cold, you know. Um, but then I think, you know, let's say there was like a big, big thing that we didn't know. Is it better to not tell everyone and have us just, you know, you know, yeah, we're pissed. You know, whether they, you shut down all of our sports, you close all of our schools, you don't tell us anything. As far as we know, it's the fucking flu. We're like, what the hell, dude? But if there was something and you did tell us, then I feel like everybody's tripping a thousand times more than they already are. And it's already fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, imagine if there was something and we're like, oh, no, this is fatal as fuck and everybody's Tostito chips. And then it's even crazier. So then you just got a panic on your hands on the 4th of July, baby. Hashtag Jaws. Oh, wait, D's never seen it. Um, as a like, as a government, you can't cause mass hysteria. So I think that always factors into it. But... Personally, I I mean, I think most people would say that they would like to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I'm not naive. I know that that's never going to be the case, and I don't even want to, like, make this anything political, so I'm not going to. But I just don't think that's ever, it doesn't matter who the president would be. Like, nobody is ever going to, like, just come on and be like, listen. Here's what's actually happening. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's stuff that you just aren't going to know until either they... We're not going to know stuff until they want us to know stuff. And that's just kind of part of it at this point. It's not... It's not a perfect system. And at this point, it's honestly not... I wouldn't say that it's working great. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. These next few weeks are going to be a really interesting time. How uh how long do you see this going on? It seemed like in a matter of days we went from people, you know, you just seeing it online to everything's closed. And it's like this just happened within the last three days. Yeah. How long does everything stay closed? Does it get even worse? Do we get even more serious in the sense that more than 20 people can't be in the same place at the same time? Well, I think that's where it becomes like one of the more interesting stuff things to watch is because it probably at least over the next couple of weeks like you know for instance grand valley where i went to school and where a lot of people where cayman currently goes to school where a lot of people we know went to school um they currently have it set to where they plan on doing the, their classes online for the next two weeks and then after that they'll they'll kind of go from there they're kind of um, analyzing the situation and moving forward with whatever plans they have as they go. So we've already seen, like, the University of Mis- Michigan canceled their commencement for the seniors this year. Mm-hmm. So if, if stuff like that keeps getting canceled, I I don't know. It's, it's hard to believe that that's going to keep happening. Um, but it probably will, especially at least for the next couple of weeks until we see how this continues to spread or if things start to kind of calm down a little bit. I, I don't know. Because in the past, these things, I mean, it's never gone this far, but they've gone away after a little while. I don't think this is going to just kind of go away like the other things have. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Um, obviously your job revolves around sports are you nervous just in the sense that you are kind of out of a job because what you write about specifically 
is currently not happening at all? Um, I think in the past I would have been, but I think given that this is affecting everyone, I mean, it's a time where people are going to be super understanding. Like, I don't think there's any, any way that we're going to just be like, Oh, there's no sports. You know, we don't need you. I think there we're it's going to be weird. Like finding a use for us for sure. It's going to be, a really interesting time and i don't i don't fully know like i've already written one thing that's like not sports but i don't i don't even know how much stuff there is to cover like how much is there really to talk about is it all gonna be about coronavirus all the time i don't know it's just Seeing what that will be and seeing how that's going to play out for me specifically is interesting at work. Because like you said, my job is covering high school sports and they literally just aren't happening right now. Mm -hmm. And not even coming from just your work point of view, but we're two people who are very invested in sports. We played high school sports. You know, we've just always covered it. It's just kind of how we... I don't know, not waste our time, but we spend our time watching mm-hmm. sports, talking about It's just a part of our everyday life. Yeah. So what's it like turning on a sports center and not having any sports just in our lives at the moment? It's, I don't know, it's bizarre because, like, one of my favorite things is for, like, is Twitter whenever there's, like, a big basketball game happening. Like, I love NBA Twitter. I love all these things and most of the podcasts I listen to are sports podcasts and like what are we what am I supposed to listen to like what am I supposed to talk about what am I there's no clips of Russell Westbrook dunking on somebody there's no clips of anything like mm-hmm. everything it's it's such a weird time and I mean I can only imagine that over I don't I don't know like we're just going to be revisiting things over and over instead of getting new stuff to watch and even with movies that's going to be a thing like with for for right now it seems like it's gonna we're gonna have a hard time finding and watching new movies yeah yeah it's they fucking postponed fucking uh no time to die i was supposed to come out on my birthday and they moved fast nine back all the way till next year how the yeah that seems freaking crazy to me Quiet Place 2 postponed. Oh, everything that's got, supposed to come out has been postponed. Crazy. That th- it's weird that they... they uh, what two movies came out this weekend? That Bloodshot movie with Vin oh, Diesel. Yeah. That still came out. Yep. Yep. And there was another one. I can't remember what it was. I mean... Horrible timing. Yeah. Because I think people are afraid to go to, go to the movies. I mean... Let me take it even a step further. Yep. You know, we talked about... Just sports and some of the stuff we have to deal with. But, you know, we could eventually be living in a world where, you know, sports are nowhere to really be seen. You know, the stuff we watch, just the entertainment in general, whether it's sports or movies or whatever. Could be music. I don't know. Maybe nobody wants to go in the studio. I don't know. Maybe the people who work for, like, the PlayStation Network say, uh, you know, we're not working here anymore. So PlayStation Network is done. We're just living in an in an area where all the stuff that we, you know, killed time doing and we communicate with and our pop culture and just everything in the entertainment industry is kind of down. 
you know, does it kind of make you think, sit back and think, uh, you know, what's important? You know, we just spent so much of our times playing games, watching movies, watching sports, writing about sports. You know, does it, is it really important? Is it not important? Is it making you kind of bond with, you know, your family more or just your relationship with friends more just because it's like, man, I hope they don't get sick. You know, everybody is so on eggshells about everything. You know, what what kind of perspectives have changed? You know, have, have you had any moral uh, changes just in the sense that it's like, oh man, maybe how I've been living my life is about the shit that doesn't matter. And now that shit's hitting the fan and people are freaking out about this virus, all the fun stuff in life is kind of falling down. Uh, is it really important? Um, actually, uh, it might be surprising, but, uh, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think about it like that. Cause, uh, in my mind, anything that, like, you or I do, let's say, like, whatever you're doing that you feel is worthwhile, that gives you joy in any way, that makes you feel better about something, that helps you pass the time in a way that you like to, I think that's that matters, and I think that's that makes it meaningful. Like, I think that, um, I know this is, like, a weird kind of, like, deep way to get into it but that's like honestly how i feel so i don't think that like because i do spend time with like stuff that like when you really boil it down doesn't matter um like sports and i mean because i mean it matters to me but when you like compare it to what's going on obviously it, it doesn't hold a candle but like the things that i care about are the things i care about for the reason for a reason and i just think that even though, even if I didn't have the, those things, I'd still appreciate them for what they were. I think it would force me to kind of step out. Like, I think it, it, it forced me to read more. It forced me to write more. And I mean, that'd be great. But I don't think that I will, even, like, no matter what happens, I'll look at this and be like, you know, I shouldn't have spent so many nights playing Apex with luca and zach like no like i i love that stuff and that stuff provides like memories and moments that like i'll remember for a long time or like you know what i mean just you like, know what's crazy to me now that you say that i'm never gonna be able to forget that the day that kobe bryant died we were playing apex and that's literally when, that's when we found out I was playing a game with two of my closest friends, and that's when we found out that the man, the myth, the legend, freaking kicked the bucket. Yeah. I'm still freaking devastated. I, like, remember the conversation word for word, and it was, it was honestly, it was unbelievable, but, like, no, I, th I think that, I think that, that stuff is meaningful to me, and it has a lot of meaning to me, and I don't know, maybe it's just me escaping my reality whatever i don't i don't know but i like i mean i'm not gonna stop doing it because the virus you know what i mean i just think if any time this is the best time to be doing the things that you like to do in your free time because there's no better time to find a good distraction there's no better time to watch a movie you love or play a game you love you know i mean i do think that it makes me want to 
just like be more like just be like talk to my mom a little bit more and you know just things like that like I think about my niece a lot of course because she's very young and this is something that could obviously uh, um, affect anyone especially people her age and people older but I don't think that I'll I think about it like that no mm-hmm. not at all I don't know man it's freaking wild but yeah. but listen we uh you know we did the optimistic thing we got pretty dark mm-hmm. let's bring it up a little bit <laughs> that's a segment I like to do on the show where I bring on uh, fan questions sent in by anonymous people mm-hmm. for yours truly to answer and this one I'm pretty excited about I'm not gonna lie yeah, I watched you write a few down, and I'm honestly a little terrified. No, 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 no. Ah, da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess uh, these kind of go by themes. I don't know what these people were in the mood for at the time, but uh, one person was just in a video game mood. So this first couple batch is going to just be about video games. Okay. Uh, do you have a a favorite story within a video game? Just based on the story, story mode. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm an interesting person in terms of video games that I haven't played a ton of the stuff that a lot of people love that's like story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think The Last of Us is great. I, mean, I think that's, yeah. that's one of the best ones. And I would also throw out there the most recent god of war Mm. Um, but i think in terms of story and how it's laid out uh, i like the last of us a lot okay do you have a favorite uh like leading character of kratos baby that's my guy okay i love kratos man boy Um, he's uh i don't know if that's probably it i think uh you will soon learn about the the main character from um, Horizon Zero Dawn, who is a good character for sure. But uh, obviously the God of War games and specifically three um, mean a lot to my experience as a game player. So I think that's probably, if I'm being real with myself, it's got to be it. Do you have a favorite, um, I don't know how many open world games you play, but is there a game that has like a favorite map? For you, obviously, like a lot of Rex Star games have pretty big maps. San Andreas, man. But uh, yeah, GTA Five is good too. But I feel like I have just the most memory, and I did the most. I spent so much time in in my youth playing San Andreas. Um, it was very. Well, I wouldn't say that it was formative because <laughs> I can't say I do any of those things. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that would be my favorite. I think just in terms of like visuals and like I really love the blend that uh, that Horizon pulls off. And I think uh, I love the feel and the aesthetic of the Bioshock games too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll just end this part with a uh, favorite game ever. Ever. Just uh, 
it's probably got a four three. Three? Probably got a war three. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe Modern Warfare 2. Okay, but. these next couple of questions kind of have to do with traveling. Okay. A uh, person wants to know, other than friends and family, uh, do you miss uh, living in your hometown? Um, or has moving away made you see the light? I will be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't like to spend more than like three days in Jackson when I come back. Like like you said, you said other than friends and family. Um no, I don't really miss living here. I think I have done much better where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think the thing about here is it's easy to fall into patterns and it's easy to uh, just kind of get comfortable again, especially when I'm like spending time at my mom's. It's easy to for sure kind of revert back to where I was. So I think it's nice being outside of it and then just kind of getting a little taste like going to my favorite places when i come back and not having to spend too much time here so i kind of have found a sweet spot with that i think i think that's a tricky one for me just because it's like that that question seems loaded because it says yes. other than friends and family where for me that's the that's main the whole, reason yeah. why i come and that's why i love the place i love and even when i'm dealing with rockford that's why I like Rockford is because the connections and people mm-hmm. it's not I'm not necessarily connected to any territory based on the you know based on the food or based on you know whatever there reason. are certain places that I miss here like of course I like I love Akka yeah and, dude. And, I mean Rudy's oh my God. there's so many food Hinkley's places donuts like three West or four Point, times a week brother oh man there's so many uh yeah uh, so, city crepes of course Michigan theater yeah, like, like of course there's, there's people like there's places and but like when you say like outside of my friends and family like n- there's not a ton of things that I I miss about this place cuz I don't I don't know I feel like other than food and friends and family like what what else is, what there? is there Okay. Uh next question is the world is a big place. Yes. Where would you like to live outside of Michigan? Nashville baby. Uh, what makes you choose Nashville more than any other city? Um, I don't know. I've always uh, thought I would be interested in um, Seattle a lot, too. It just seems from what I've seen and what I've looked up, it just seems like it'd be uh, a nice fit for me. I don't know. Nashville just seems like a a place where a lot a lot could happen like it seems like one of those places that's not too big but also like there's a there's a spots where it it could be very busy um it just seems like a really interesting place i like places that have like storied pasts with certain things and obviously they have a story past with music and i think it'd be really cool anything that has like a tie to a certain type of music or a certain type of thing. I think it's really interesting to be able to go there and kind of get a feel for it while also like living there. I think that's uh I think that'd be really interesting. Obviously I haven't visited there, so I don't know for sure yet. So I think once we do that, it will fully round out what I think about it. But everything that I've seen and everything that I've heard about the place is that it's, it's wonderful, and I, I look forward to going. Okay. 
And then finally, uh, who would you like to take with you if you could take anyone? To Nashville? Uh, yeah, I think, well, these are all by the same person, so I think they're connected. Well, the plan is to move to Nashville with people already. Should I think of other people? I I didn't come up with a question, so you can interpret it however hmm. you want. Okay, okay. I mean, I, uh, that, that's obviously like the most straight up answer. So. I'd like to, I'd like to travel with my brother. I'd like to. I don't I don't think he's gotten to to go a ton of places, and um, I don't know. I just like to be able to show him new things, and I think it'd be cool to. I know he's really interested in Seattle too, so I think that'd be a cool one. And yeah, I'd just like to help him get to kind of see and do as many cool things as possible. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I guess at this point in the night, I was getting pretty irritated because people just kept sending, like, the same theme. Okay. So for this one specifically, I said, you're kind of being a travel whore. Uh, Why don't you mix it up? Mm -hmm. Send me a better question. Yeah. And this person said, okay, Uh, they want to know your thoughts on the original Dream Team, and would you have included Isaiah Thomas? Well, of course I would have included Isaiah Thomas. Um, um, I, the fact that Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the Dream Team is obviously a, a, a travesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Christian Leitner was on the Dream Team. Why? That's true. Like, you're telling me one of the best point guards in the league couldn't be on the Dream Team? But uh, what, what thoughts can I give that weren't already given? I mean, it's one of the most ridiculous teams that's ever been assembled in any sport ever. It's just, I don't know, every time I look at it, it's really surprising. It's, what? This next one has me scratch. I don't don't know what was going on at this point in the conversation. Uh, This is then followed up by, could any team have beaten them in a seven-game series? Oof. Any team since then. Any team. Just like literally any team ever. Well, I said, is, does that mean any Olympic team? And they said any professional team. Um, well, I don't think any regular team could beat them. Uh, I don't know if any. Yeah. Yeah, I probably agree with you. The The problem is, is that their bench is still another starting lineup. Exactly. So if you put any other team against them, regardless of their starters, their bench is going to get blown out because, but like in reality, it's like you have people like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird who will probably pass their prime at this point. Um, Larry Bird specifically literally couldn't move at all. So, I mean, you have things like that, you know, kind of playing in your favor. I think because like even and when then I... it's like, what rules are you playing by? Are we in a modern setting? I think that's another thing that's kind of a. Uh, factor i just think that team like if you just go down the line chemistry wise that team is unbelievable even when i look at like what i what i would say is the best team that the u.s has put out since then i wouldn't even i don't even think they would come close well i don't know if they wouldn't come close because i mean you have lebron james kevin durant and kobe bryant on the same team so that's just Unlike anything we've seen. Yeah, freaking Killer Mellow, too. Got Killer Mellow, and you've got a young James Harden, you've got a young Anthony Davis, you've got prime Chris Paul. So it's interesting, but I... Oh, Chris Paul, too. Yeah. 
Well, not quite. I think a little. It's the, no, the problem it's still, you run into with that team with the what do they call them the redeem team or whatever you wanted to call it. was that twenty twelve oh eight was the redeem team okay because in oh four they had lost gotcha. but twenty twelve was the team that's when the, they have KD because oh eight is solid but I mean like Michael Red is on that team well that's fucking three point for yes. show yeah show but Carlos Boozer is on that team. Oh, you can't trust the hairline. No. So I think the problem you were, run into with twelve is just the big men. What do you have? Dwight Howard, and then Tyson Chandler. Oh, that was, wasn't Dwight Howard on that. No, he was on in '08, but they didn't like him, so they didn't want him back. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Tyson Chandler. And who the, else? Tyson Chandler, Anthony Davis, and Kevin Love. I mean, what are you gonna do against like Patrick Ewing? And David Robinson. I mean, all Tyson Chandler can do is play defense. I think he'd be fine. And Anthony Davis is still was still pretty young, though, so I think he'd get eaten alive. He yeah. was a good defender, but like those are all timers. So I don't think. I, and should and long answer short, I I do not think that anyone would beat them in a seven game series. Okay. Any thoughts on uh, any team that could beat the '96 Bulls? The first season, KD Warriors would be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's what I said too. I think, I mean, it, but it, and like you said, it depends. If they're playing in the modern era, I think that the Warriors would win easy. Uh, that's exact. I think they blow them out, dude. But if they're playing, then you have yeah, Michael guarding Steph and hand check, hand checking throws Steph for. I think. The, I think Steph's ankles break in a matter of three so seconds. <laughs> I think that in 96, the Bulls win. Correct. And today, the Warriors win. But it's interesting because they are very mm-hmm. – um, it's, it's a really interesting matchup. Like, I don't know how you even – because it's still – I mean, they still have a ton of good defenders. So it's – I mean, obviously, Scotty versus KP, KD would be really interesting. And, yeah, I think that would be – That'd be the best one that I could come up with, I think. Uh, where do you, if you took LeBron, mm-hmm. any version, yep. and let's just say LeBron in general, uh-huh. you throw him uh, any previous decade, how do you think he does? I think he's fine at any time he plays. That's how I feel too. He's fucking LeBron James. He's like the craziest freak athlete since Bo Jackson. He's literally... He's 6'8", yeah. 2 fucking, what, 260? He can uh, do whatever he on wants. The, that's on the light side, I think. He literally plays every position. He He's, he does everything. Yeah. He does everything. He can literally... It's just, he'd be just as dominant, if I'm, not more. I, I, I think more, honestly. I know that he would obviously take more punishment, especially like in the 90s, but... I think if who's built to take punishment more than him? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like I think people probably don't think that he would be able to because he. I mean, he does. He he um he reacts for calls and he he whines about calls, but so does every star. I think that's just part of it. Um, I do not think there's any scenario where LeBron James can be playing basketball and be bad at it there you go yeah i'm right there um don't want to put you on the spot jordan or lebron at this moment where you stand i've actually i've been uh thinking about this 
a lot. My answer is kind of starting to scare me at this point in my life. It's, it's making I, me very sad. I don't. Is it a sad thing though? I don't. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I think there's there's this really obviously the we we know all the arguments and I don't even want to get into that stuff. But I do think that at this point, it's like a. I don't know. I have these these feelings about another thing that I don't even want to get into right now because it's it's a whole another demographic that I could upset. Um, I I think if LeBron wins a title with the Lakers, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do still think I'm starting to lean his way. I don't do that kind of. I just think you. we've like. Even obviously Jordan's peak was I mean, he, he didn't lose in the finals, but there was a lot of times he didn't make it. LeBron has been there a lot and he's done this for so long now. Exactly. he's done it for so long. So long. He's been doing this since he was the 18, teams that he's, he's still taken to the finals. That Cavs team and what oh seven. Oh seven where they got swept by the Spurs. It's like that team was fucking terrible, dude. The fact that he beat the Warriors in sixteen, the seventy the year the year after he or two years. What? When it was just him, Kevin Love and it, that team was a disaster, and he he averaged. Oh, he had like dude the a first year they show. played in the finals against that the Warriors one too, when Kyrie got oh, injured. And, yeah, yeah, dude, those stats were incredible. Then he, the next season they freaking beat them. Then the next season when they get Durant, you know mm-hmm. he's that game one was was that the year that J.R. Smith had the fucking that was the year that was the second title that was the second time okay because the first one. That was actually a really good. They had everybody, and um, that was the one. And I think game three when KD hit that three on LeBron. It was the following season. Yeah, yeah. That he, it was like the he game like one the was the most unbelievable performance. Insane. He just does whatever he wants, dude. He's That's, the freaking, I think he's the GOAT. I th- I think, I, I yeah, I think it. I, it's just hard to pick against him at this point. And, I mean, it's just a matter of like what you... No, I don't even I think know, it's longevity. Dude. Like yeah. you just like when you at, at a certain point you have to respect and like really just like give it up to the guy who's been doing something that we have never seen before for so long. And yeah. it's just I yeah, I completely agree. And I think by the end of his career, you know, he might be the all time leading scorer. It's very possible. He's gonna because he, he's gonna have so many like records going his way that I don't know if you yeah. can doubt it. You know, it's just gonna turn into the oh, you know, you never saw Jordan play. Yeah, know? and we didn't, and that's true. But completely like, agree. We 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 lived through LeBron James. That's which, true. Which obviously, you know, that could skew our. Wow, man, but I don't even fucking like that guy, and that's where I'm sitting. Just because it's like, dude, I'm. What do you do? How can you, like I? How can you argue? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. um, next question. Uh, away from sports, away from traveling, you mm. know, kind of mixing it up. Person wants to know why are you such a bitch? You know, <laughs> let me tell you about this thing that happened to me. Okay. Um, when I was entering my first day of kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know. Walking in the class, mm-hmm. uh, 
I'm not really, I'm not prepared for this, this life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been at home, me and my mom's living the dream. Living the dream. First day, probably the first day of my whole life that I'm going elsewhere to spend time with an, well, not true because I went to preschool, but uh, this felt different. I don't know. Okay. Um, and she dropped me off. I got to say, cried for hours. Mm-hmm. Only thing that stopped me, mm-hmm. kindergarten teacher gave me a stuffed animal and uh, it was a stuffed jaguar ever since then. I've been a bitch. I don't know what to tell you. I think it was that day. Fair enough. Yeah, first day of kindergarten. Okay, this person wants to know, <laughs> would you ra- rather wear the same MSU outfit for a week without washing it or have to eat seven mayo or have to eat mayo on seven sandwiches? I like, so I have to eat the sandwiches consecutively? <laughs> there are no details that is the like because the outfit is seven days mm-hmm. I, I'd i have to make let's say the same outfit for seven days I'm not interesting I'm not okay okay yeah I can't dude you hate mayo though I do okay it's not even about the Michigan State it's about the wearing the same outfit for seven days and not being able to wash it Okay. Like, can you imagine taking a shower and then having to put the same dirty outfit on? Don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, person wants to know, uh, what would you give up first? Hot Cheetos or Peach Fago? Peach Fago. Listen. That one seemed kind of easy for me. Me and Hot Cheetos, man. We've you been together back. for a long time. You go back. We go back. There's not a lot of things I'd give up before I gave up Hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, person wants to know, would you rather explore sp- space or the ocean? Ooh. Um, I think they're both kind of terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah. They're both terrifying and cold and dark. But uh, I I think that's just, I think space would be more interesting. I, I, they're both very interesting. I think that space would be more interesting to me, though. Why? I don't know. I think that stuff is really fascinating as a person who is really um, intrigued by the idea of other galaxies and other star clusters that kind of mirror our own. I think it'd be one of the most incredible things to be able to explore that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next person wants to know, why are you only attracted to white women? Listen, man, this isn't true. Let me. I'm going to debunk <laughs> this. This is... This week on Mythbusters. Dude, don't even lie to yourself right now. Listen, that's not, it's really not true. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to, to say that I am only, it's just not true. Um, so, I would like to explain this. It is not that I am only attracted to white women. It is that 
I don't think black women like me. Mm. Like, not that they don't like like me as a person in general, but I don't think they like they feel me like that. Okay. Um, I have very limited history of a of them showing interest in me, and so I think I might just be. A, I think I might be too white for them. <laughs> Did see Billy Joel in concert? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? You what say, you oh, me? shit, dude. Hollow Notes coming into town. Like, what oh, do you want me to say? Fuck. It's it's literally not my choice. <laughs> 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 At a certain point, I became who I am, and that dictated it, not me. Okay. So okay. thank you for allowing me to debunk that myth. The last fan question I have is, what is the grossest thing that you do for Florence Pugh? <sighs> I don't. My mom might listen to this podcast. Really? I don't know. I'd be shocked. Maybe not, but... I don't know, man. Avery and I talked about being step stools for her, and I'd do so much worse. You got like you got ideas? Did you I, come prepared? I didn't... I didn't... No. This is your, this is your woman. This isn't you. my woman. I, I don't know. A lot. I do bad things. But it's just I don't know what to tell you, man. I I can't even uh let's see. Cause I don't know. I wouldn't go like crazy, like I don't know. If something's disgusting, something's disgusting. Like Florence Pugh doesn't change that. Mm-hmm. But like she's like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta eat some big ass tubs of mayo, my guy. I'm like, give me the spoon. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. All right. In my mind, that's a pretty, pretty disgusting. That's one of the worst things I could think of. Hey, mm. <laughs> you're so stupid. Okay, that's it for fan questions. Who are you gonna say? Nothing. All right. Did Avery ask that one, in all honesty? Uh, can... I did not tell who says anything. Thanks for the question, Avery. I... She's part of... She gets it. She knows what I'm thinking. She, she may or may not have asked my favorite question of those. But... Did she ask why I'm a bitch? No. Oh. That one was a rude question by somebody who you could consider just rude in general. Cayman. No. Okay. Um... Before we close this out, there's one thing I kind of brought up to you beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, just something I, I've just been curious about uh, that I've been thinking about. Uh, and instead of doing a top three question for you, I figured we would kind of end on doing this. There's no no talk of an Ange movie? Nope. All right. All right. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. No, I was just curious. That's uh, fine. Initially, she gave me a list of movies to talk about. I'm talking like eight movies. I've had 25 podcasts at Yeah, this that's point. fair. That's so, fair. I mean. That makes sense. And I just don't watch shitty horror movies that often. So what do you want me to do, Ma? I'm mm, sorry. That's good. I just was curious. One thing I was thinking about that's interesting is I heard a song on the radio. And I think, oh, man. Or actually, no. Actually, scratch that. I didn't hear a song on the radio. I was at work, and I was making a playlist. It was a 90s playlist. Okay. 
I just was in the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the song No Rain? I played it in the car today. Regardless. Maybe. I played that song. And I'm like, oh, this is a good start for the playlist. Then I put some Jane's Addiction on there. You know, I put some Red Hot Chili Peppers. It kind of had a theme. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, Spotify, you know how they have those um, suggestions of songs you can add to a playlist. Um, I was looking at those. And then they had some stuff like Nirvana, mm-hmm. some Alice in Chains, some, some heavier stuff. And I'm thinking, no, you know, like Smells Like Teen Spirit just isn't going to work with this. I put that in like a whole separate thing with grunge. Yeah. And I'm going and I'm looking at songs. I'm like, no, that's a little too heavy. No, that's a little too this. You know, I'm not going to put TLC in there. You know, this is I'm going for a real specific sound. Mm. But when I think about it, I named the playlist 90s. So then I'm thinking to myself, well, what am I really doing here? Because all these songs came out in the 90s. But I'm going for a real specific song or yeah. like type of sound. Mm-hmm. But then it got me thinking, when I think of the 90s, is this the first thing I think of or do I think of a different thing? Because yeah. really you can kind of bounce around. Mm-hmm. And that was really the really interesting question for me. So I figured that we would go decade by decade starting with, I don't know, the 50s, maybe the 60s. I don't know how far back you kind of I planned. think you said, said the 50s, so that's we what I... We can start with the 50s. Yeah. Um, and just like, what's the first song that pops to your head that makes you think of each individual decade? So, for example, um, in the 90s, you could do grunge, like I said. Mm-hmm. You could do, like, gangsta rap. Mm-hmm. You could do some poppy shit. You could do fucking in sync. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, there's so many different genres of music in each decade. Yeah. What's the one that you associate with uh, with each one? So, yeah, I guess we'll start with the 50s. Yeah. Um, any song that stands out I, for you? I struggled with the 50s. I think this was the one that I, um, I initially had an Elvis song, mm-hmm. but I switched it up and I went, um, it, it's not like, it's it's a song that I really like, but I wouldn't say that it's super emblematic of the artist. It's more of a song that I like by the artist. But, I mean, this is a time when they are big and like continuing to get bigger, so I think it it works. Um, and when I think of the time period, I definitely think. So I went um, with Frank Sinatra, mm. and one of the songs, like, because I was thinking about it, and, of course, you'd love to do something like That's Life or... One of the one of the huge hits, of course. Um, but I just went with "I Get a Kick Out of You." He released an album that had that song on it in the late fifties, and that's a song that I just really like. But more, um, it was more just about getting Sinatra in there because when I when I think of the fifties and like that era, I do think of Sinatra a lot. So I think that he had to be represented in here. That makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. I think that the when it comes to the 50s, um, that's just music that we don't listen to a whole lot. No. You know, it's just as simple as that. Um, you went Sinatra. You know, I think my brain instantly thinks Elvis. Mm-hmm. So that's a classic yin-yang. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there even is like one uh, like Elvis song that comes like to my, you know... I have the songs that I like, um, but I I'm I kind of agree with you. I don't know. You know, I think like the cheesy one, um, 
like the radio hit that everybody fucking loves. Um, Hound Dog. Fine. I don't really I, care It's not for my it. favorite, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, for that, sure. That, like, if I think of a song, yeah. and it's like the 1950s, I think of the most generic Elvis song, and that is it. Yeah. You know, I think there's a million better Elvis songs than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably, that's just what comes to my mind first. I thought about, um, like, when I was thinking about Elvis, too, that, like, naturally, like, led me to think about Chuck Berry and, like, look at stuff like that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. end up going with anything like that but i mean elvis that makes sense that's yeah what about the 60s what comes to your mind with the 60s the 60s this was probably the easiest decade for me obviously um see, see i was pretty conflicted on this one my favorite artist rose to like prominence in the 60s and he also made one of the more like important meaningful songs in the 60s in a time where he his voice was like very important so i think that um a change is gonna come mm. by sam cook mm. is one it, it's not my favorite sam cook song but i think there's no arguing that it's the most important sam cook song i mean there's the really i don't know if it's it's a cool story it's a it's kind of an interesting story it's um it's basically his response to Bob Dylan's blowing in the wind. Um, basically, he's just like, I can't let a white folk singer kind of outdo me when it comes to like a civil rights song. <laughs> um, so he made his own, and it's a classic. And I mean, if you don't know this song, listen to it. It is one of the best songs by him for sure and so when i mean obviously when you think of the 60s i feel like it's hard not to think about the civil rights movement and to think about a song that meant so much to the movement but also meant so much to the career and life of this guy i think that that's pretty good for me you know you mentioned the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in those regards, my brain instantly goes more like, what's going on? Mm, yeah. I think that that's just kind of the the staple of the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. of just that whole, you know, thing. Um, but I'd be lying if I said that the first thing when I think of the 60s isn't the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the question becomes, which Beatles song is it? And... I could just be, you know, windling these down, you know, day after day after day, and it could take forever. I'm just going to go with my favorite one, uh, another popular radio hit. I'm just going with Hey Jude. Hmm. That seems simple to me. Um, when I hear that, I instantly associate it with the 60s. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think that that's probably where my brain goes. When I think 60s, I instantly think Beatles. And then second place, I think of soul music, civil rights movement. I think Motown, um, Temptations, all that Mm -hmm. shit. Uh, Marvin Gaye's probably second place, real close second place. But um, just with the way that I was raised, it's hard for me to kind of skip past the Beatles. So... But, you know, you could go anything off Sgt. Pepper's and that would fucking work or, you know, whatever. 
I just went with Hey Jude. I, just yeah. you know, I don't even know. Maybe not. Maybe Hey Jude's the wrong choice because that's just my personal well, favorite it, song I mean, by them. The exercise is really like what comes to mind for you. So I don't think there is. Well, a but wrong that's choice. the thing though is when I think of Hey Jude, I just think of the group. Whereas I don't think, oh, this is sixties. You know, this is this time in music. I just think like, yeah, that's fucking. That's the bop. But anyway, for the sake of the the game we'll keep going 70s i i struggled with this one kind i want to see kind of where you went with it because i i don't i don't know okay so second choice honorable mention something off the stranger something like vienna some billy i didn't even think about that billy joel i didn't that that's where that's where my brain goes but 70s is interesting because you can go funk music Mm mm-hmm um, you can go disco, you can go BGs, but also what my brain instantly goes to is classic rock. Yep. So if I'm going classic rock, then I'm going Led Zeppelin. So if I'm going Led Zeppelin, what song do I think of that I think is just so 70s? Hmm. Because Led Zeppelin 1, 2 were in the late 60s, so everything on those is a race, so you can't go like whole lot of love, anything like that. Um. So that forces, you know, obviously the go-to is like Led Zeppelin 4, which has Stairway, which has fucking going to California. When the levee breaks. Honestly, you could go... You could go physical graffiti. You could go, like, cashmere. Um, I kind of don't, though, because so far I feel like a basic bitch, so I kind of want to go with something crazy. Um, But it's fucking Zeppelin, dude. What are you going to do? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? One of our favorite movies. Uh, almost famous. I just think when I think of classic rock, you know, I think of these bands. You know, I think of maybe a slower band. You know, just them going through the shit. You know, a lot of drugs, a lot of crazy time period. Um. Maybe Tangerine off Led Zeppelin 3. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, I had some time to to think about it oh, now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. And I, you know, I just, the 70s is probably like, I'm not going to say it's my go-to, but I listen to a lot of classic rock, so it kind of is, though. I'll say, if you would like to know, um, for the sake of what comes to my mind, it's not. But like for seventies, I, I I did write down Stairway to Heaven, but I'm gonna pivot here. Um, but dude, freaking Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer, shout out to as always, shout out to The Stranger and Vienna and scenes from an Italian restaurant. But okay, September. Uh, well, I thought that was 1980. Uh, from what I saw, it was 78. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to uh, okay go with September. That's what makes you think of the 70s. Okay, I respect it. Yeah. Any, you know, you want to give me anything to go off of other than that? 
Um, I mean, this was, I, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah no, I get it. I, I mentioned of, that funk. You yeah, that's kind of, kind of what, when I, when you said that, I was, that kind of made a light bulb go off in my head. And I mean, that's just one of the all time best dance songs ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's a song that means a lot to a lot of people. Okay. What about uh, 80s? 80s was, I feel, pretty easy, too. I mean, um, I think if I had to pick a defining album for the 80s, it's this. And, I mean, I just picked uh, Billie Jean. Yeah, that's what I did, too. It's 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 really a slam dunk. It's kind that's of... That's just, you know, it is. It just dunks on everything. It really does. I don't think that there's a better song that you know. You could go with any one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I hear "Come On Eileen." I think the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I ran. You know, fucking. I don't know anything. Any yeah. of that shit. You know. Uh, any of that like MTV. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. Madonna. Any, you know, big Madonna's, music video. Yeah. Um. But you could also, you know, start at NWA. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you were gonna maybe go that route. But, I did. I did think about it, but uh, uh, no. I think Billie Jean is just. It's fucking. Yeah. It. It is what it is. Yeah. You're nothing. lying to yourself if that's not the. You hear that song and you don't think of the fucking eighties. Yeah. Like you can't. Like you. You instantly picture the video. You. It's. 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 It's the easiest one of any of these. I think. What about uh. Nineties. So when. I think of the 90s. I had two different parts of my brain. I had the white part and the black part, I will say. <laughs> nah, what um, a dilemma for you. <laughs> but, um, so obviously, um, one of the first thoughts was like, smells like teen spirit. Mm. But I think more when I think of the 90s, I think of like Tupac and Big E. And, well, I. I don't know what song I would pick to like true like fully represent um Tupac so I kind of just really picked one I mean I you could really you could do any Tupac song you could do changes you could do anything off of ambi- my ambitions as a writer and I think you'd be fine um so it just it just kind of depends on what you like I I don't know I went with um, I mean you can go with California Love I think that mm-hmm. that's you get Dr. Dre you get Tupac so actually I think that'll probably be my pick my I, I just kind of wrote down Can't See Me because I like that song mm-hmm. but when I think of the 90s I think Tupac I mean you got a Dr. Dre with the rise of Snoop Dogg and the rise of Eminem they're kind of a perfect tie there so I'll go California Love okay um. Yeah, you know, I, I, I keep wanting to do really obscure picks, mm. but that's not the game. No. The game is what's the, what What do you associate with this time period? Yeah. So it's got to be grunge. You know, mm-hmm. when I think 90s, I think the grunge. You could think Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. But I'd be lying if it's not Nirvana, man. Nirvana's just the staple of that movement. And you know, I guess it doesn't. Need, it doesn't have to be. Smells like Teen Spirit, just because. No. Uh, maybe like Lithium. Honestly, I might go with Lithium. That's what I think of. I like that. 
I like that choice. Honestly, like if I put in Nevermind, that kind of skips. Smells like Teen Spirit. Go to In Bloom. Come as you are. I don't know. It's it's yeah. just so so overplayed. It's like uh, it's yeah. Lithium, it's a very though. good song. I'm but... gonna go with Lithium. Okay, I like that. Okay, two thousands. So for me, this uh, is this is this could go any direction. It could, but it's gonna go in a very predictable direction for me because okay. when I think about the 2000s i think i don't think this is even really a stretch to say in my brain this is i mean this is the decade where we get uh kanye west Mm -hmm. and i i think i would feel dirty picking anything other than kanye in this decade (laughs) okay um but when i thought of i think thinking about which kanye to pick is really interesting because i don't think taking like through the wire is the right choice mm-hmm. um, because that's that's early Kanye and early Kanye is important. I think that hey, don't don't do this. You know what you know what this answer is. It's Jesus walks. Really? Listen. If you're thinking of the two thousands, I'm think I'm gonna explain to you why this is. Um. Okay. Why this is my pick for? I mean, you could do any number of Kanye songs. I'm just saying. Like in this sort of game, Gold Digger, Gold Digger. But I'm explaining why this song me makes more sense in my brain for Kanye West in the 2000s. Okay. Um. Just be like, I think we already knew that kind. Of, like, Jesus Walks is a song that kind of just like shows why he becomes who he becomes and why he is so different. It is literally a song about his faith and the video is, I remember seeing the video for the first time. It's insane. I think that's part of it for me. I mean, it's just a song about trying to make a hit about his beliefs because they won't usually play that type of stuff on the radio and it was that hit and it was that um i think that more shows his difference than gold digger but obviously gold digger is more representative of his height like but i think that jesus walks is more representative of kanye and what he is as an artist i've I don't disagree with you, but I understand when when you say gold digger, like of course that I'm, makes. I'm sense. just I'm just saying yes that for the sake of the game, mm-hmm. it's what's the first song that you, that makes you think of this decade? Like, what do you think? Well, even when I think when I personally think Kanye, that gold digger isn't anywhere near the top of the list. Okay, that's all I need to know. Yeah, um, for me, two thousand. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this is going to make you laugh because this is just a weird pick. When I think of early 2000s, um, I guess growing up for me, I listened to a lot of old shit. My parents, you know, my dad specifically was in bands, a lot of classic rock. They listened to some rap, Ice Cube specifically, mm-hmm. Beastie Boys. Um so they kind of just forced me to listen to what they listened to. Mm. Not that I don't want to. That's just what I did. Yeah. But they didn't like current music. So for me, I was almost rebelling by listening to current music. This is going to be Justin Timberlake. 
is Rock Your Body I knew by it was Justin be Timberlake. Timberlake. I knew it. Because I fucking love that song. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is like, like when I think of early 2000s, I think of like some cheesy pop shit like that. And yeah, that's the song. You know, Crimea River is great too, but Rock Your Body is like the one that really, I really sunk my teeth into. They got me to be like, I don't care what the fuck my parents say because this shit <laughs> rocks, baby. <laughs> Let me no, put some I love pearls that. in my hair. No, I love. <laughs> Let that. me shave my head. No, <laughs> um, yeah, that seems dirty coming out of my mouth, but it's the truth, and that's what this pod's about, baby. So let's move to twenty ten. No, I, 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 uh, I really respect that. There's two different trains of thought kind of going for me about the twenty tens. There's okay. like my twenty tens. Yep, and what makes me think of my twenty tens. Mm-hmm. And then what makes me think of the twenty tens? The twenty tens as a as when I look back at the twenty tens, like let's let's say that I'm telling the story of music through my eyes. Um, who I think is the most important figure, and for my twenty tens, I especially for the first half the answer is without a doubt like drake and especially anything off of take care but i think kind of like the 2000s were for kanye i think the 2010s were like kendrick really like coming out and announcing that he was kind of the next guy and the best guy Mm -hmm. um so in 2013, Kendrick Lamar was featured on a song that was released by Big Sean called Control. Mm. And I think more than the song, his verse specifically is one of the things that I remember because it's him kind of literally just declaring, like, I'm better than all of you and I'm going to prove it. And then two years later, we got to Pimp a Butterfly. Two years after that, we got damn, and I think, I don't know, that's when I think of the 2010s, I think when I look back on them, he will be what I remember for, I mean, he put out from 2012 to 2017, three albums that I think nobody could say are bad in any way, and I would say are all great at the least, Um, so I think that's kind of what I think of. And there's a lot, like in the 2010s, my music view kind of broke into a million different pieces. So it's hard to um, really quantify that. And then honestly, I don't know. It's weird because like the, the decade as a whole, we got all these new, We like you think about it, we got SoundCloud. We have we have people making music like they've never made music before so it's kind of hard to even, i mean i don't know it's it's weird it's a really hard decade i think mm-hmm. but i think Kendrick Lamar is the most important figure of it well at least for me um when i think of it 2010s is interesting for me too because i think it's officially like the decade where rock has kind of died Obviously, we have some little flashes here and there, but in general, the genre that I was most accustomed to is kind of gone. Yeah. Um, you know, bands like 
the Foo Fighters are old now. So, like, you know, Jack White is old now. Just these people that are yeah. what were left. We get glimpses. We get Greta Van Fleet. We get some weird stuff mm-hmm. here and there. But in general, that genre is kind of gone. And it's kind of the rise of rap, I would say. Not, I mean, obviously, like, the 90s were freaking huge for rap. You know, 80s were, like, it busted on the scene. 2000s, it's, you know, becoming more of a pop thing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of grown. And then when I think of the 2010s is when I think of, like, this is it. This is the it thing. It's rap as the probably most popular genre of music. Correct. Yeah. So, in that sense. One of them, for sure. I think. Who who do I think of when I think of, you know, this movement taking over? Um, And just, you know, it probably has to do with just my life specifically and just how it connected. I remember being a part of this movement anti-label you know anybody can make music Mm -hmm. it's chance the rapper you know 2016 was a big year for me Mm -hmm. it was coloring book so then the question becomes what song off coloring book do i choose uh you know my man won three grammys on an album that wasn't made by a label and he had a song on the radio. He was the first person to have a song on the radio that also wasn't made by like a studio or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like him. It's no problem. I don't know. That's not my favorite Chance song. Um, which is what that means. No problem. The, yeah, the recognition that it got. Um, I, I mean, I mean, Angels. I mean, Angels is the one that like I think that you was, guys listened to first. That was kind of the burst onto the the like the I don't know. I think we might have worn it out. Or the thing was is we like I, I've gone problem, back to it and the, it's good again. The problem that we ran into is we listened to it a lot, and I associated it with you guys. And then we're waiting for the album. We're waiting for the album. We get it. Mm-hmm. It's on the album, but yeah. we got Angels like six months before mm-hmm. that. So Angels is also on this album. So it's like, well, fuck, dude, we're wanting to listen to all this new music, and then Angels is on there. So then we kind of made it go to the back seat. But, you know, if I'm picking a different song on there, um, boy, maybe, oh, man, there's so it's many to choose hard. from. Like, Same Drugs is interesting. Um, finish Line's great. It almost, I almost want to... Oh, you know what it could be, actually? Just an uplifting sort of one. Nah, I don't know. I might go Blessings too. I love Blessings too. Maybe. Oh. That's what I'm thinking, but I was thinking, you know, uplift. I was thinking Sunday Candy to mix it up. Don't even go Coloring Book Go. That's, a, that's one that everybody knows. That's a, a, a very heard a song for I sure think. for sure i don't know I this think, decade is interesting because you could well we even got a, like a revival in the sense we got we got the blessing that was coming home that's what i'm saying like there's so many like this is wait a second did we forget the goat 21 i mean that was 2011 wasn't it i think i think so dude what are we doing this is what i'm saying there's so many options like and you talk about rap as kind no, of... No, yeah, I still probably have to go rap. 
I but just, this and this is the thing I just wanted to say this really quick. Um, when you talk about rap as like a very popular genre of music, nobody has been better at doing that than Drake. That's why I put like a lot of thought into like I just don't know what song it would even be if it were Drake. Like I mean, that makes sense. I just still don't ever listen to Drake. No, I know, but I'm saying like nobody has had more success. No, that's as a thing. pop star yeah. out of rap yeah, for than sure. him. For sure. But like, no disagrees here. But I, I'm with you. Like, I, there's other things that I think of. Um, and Chance is a good one. It's a shame that he ended the decade on a dud. Um, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Are we doing the 2020s? Because it's been like. No, we'll end it there. Okay. Is there any final things you want to say, want to talk about? I don't know. I, uh... Anything, any dying takes you had stored up that you're like, oh. Any dying takes? Let me see. Uh, I'm just thinking. I got the the usuals, you know. Parks and Rec is better than The Office. Um, That's a fact. Friends sucks. Fact. Um, Cayman sucks. Mm. Um, Can't hear can't agree Florence or disagree. Pugh, if you're listening, what mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. Brad Bird, if you're listening, come on on Come twos. on on twos, Brad Bird. <laughs> At that, um, yeah, Brad, just do it, dude. Just do it. You know, you've been, where have you been? Incredibles 2 happens and you think you can just pop off the face of the earth. Yeah, what the hell, man? Come on, man. I, I bought Iron Giant today. 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 It was there. It happened. I'm here putting the work in, baby. Come on the pot. Anyway. Listen, man. D, I they love you over there, dude. What? I want to thank you for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me, man. It's always, always a pleasure. It's always fun having you on. Uh, <laughs> it's 5 away in the morning. <laughs> and I got to catch a train at noon. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry and go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>